0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another series of Mama We Made It. It's been a week since our last podcast, and we've been kind of on a consistent roll. Kev, how have you been?
1: You know, I've been pretty good, actually. Um, today, we're actually having a five-man podcast. So this is the first for us at Mama We Made It. Um, I think the most amount of people was three or... F- was it four? I-, I can't remember. I think it was four people, but um yeah we're actually doing a five-man podcast it's gonna be me and dave we're co-hosting obviously and then uh, uh hedging's been a pretty much a uh guest that we've brought on every single week and we have two new guests with us today we have sally and we have sarah say hi guys what's up
2: hi guys
3: this is sarah hello this is sally
0: So thank you so much for joining us. It's super exciting to have you guys here. The topic that we're gonna be talking talking about tonight is a little bit controversial and it was actually provided by our longtime listener, Erica, who actually provided last week's topic as well, which was on perceptions. So if you guys haven't heard that one, I recommend uh, pausing right now and checking that out. It's a little long, so we do apologize for that. But tonight is going to be epic in that we are going to be discussing feminism. Feminism is actually a topic that I've been thinking about for quite some time as it has made some headway in the media as of late, uh, especially due to the Trump administration. There's lots of controversy surrounding that topic. Before we do begin, because I believe that this can become something of a debate, I'd like to define feminism according to Merriam-Webster. And Merriam-Webster defines feminism as "...the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes." With that definition in mind, uh, let's take some time for the guys to kind of simmer on that, and for you, ladies as well. Do you guys agree with that definition as defined by Merriam-Webster? And if not, how would you define it?
3: Um, this is Sally. Do I have to say that? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> um, from that definition, honestly, for me, um, I'm less on an egalitarian feminism, which kind of focuses on like men and women are same, so we should be able to do and have the same um, opportunities or rights although I believe that we should have all the same rights, I do believe that men and women are different so when they say on the basis of equality of the sexes I can't completely th- agree on that um, um, because we are I believe fundamentally fundamentally different um,
2: but yeah, all for same rights uh, In terms of feminism, I think that there has been even more of a need for it, just because, like you said, the current political state. Um, but I think even more so, there's been a lot of um, a lot of issues that have been risen up again, like whether that's oppression or suppression. And I think, especially suppression of women, that's been something that people have been targeting. And so I think that's why the rise in feminism has been even stronger lately.
1: Um, I mean. I, I agree with the core definition that uh, Merriam, Merriam-Webster has come up with in terms of um, in terms of equality amongst both sexes and the right to have the same rights between men and women. I do agree with that but I think as we move along um, in our talk tonight there are a couple things that I don't agree with in terms of Uh, what it is that how modern feminists uh, portray feminism
4: Um, yeah I think the key word here is equality uh, and I think that's what everybody agrees or disagrees on Um, I do think like my definition of feminism is what it is stated on Merriam-Webster I think like equality is a good thing and Um, even though, you know, Sally, you said like men and women are fundamentally different, fundamentally different. Um, I think that shouldn't rule out like, um, equal chances and equal opportunities, right? Like, and that's, I think that's what it's saying here and that's how I interpret it. So. Yeah. right i mean from a capitalistic standpoint this definition absolutely
0: does make sense i am all for women receiving the same amount of wage as males however i'm agreeing with sally in that there are biological differences that account for inherent differences that you have to think about um i was actually present at the women's march this past uh it was a couple January. months ago yeah it was around the inauguration time And to be part of that crowd of nearly millions, not even just women, but people in general um, under this banner of feminism, it was so interesting. Because to me, I realized that even the people there they had differences in their definition of feminism. Some aligned towards where you were, Sally, and some aligned to you, Hyejun. So what do you guys think about that? How do you feel as though, or do you think that feminism has become just a broad banner word as opposed to an actual, uh, more of a poignant kind of driven goal? Right.
3: Um, well, I think feminism... I think it's unfair to have a single definition for all feminists. Um, it is a very broad idea that's going towards, you know, equal rights, equal benefits for women and men. Um, but at the same time, for you to say, for someone to say that you're a bad feminist for thinking of this, this values, um, I think it discredits the diversity within feminism and actually limits the whole movement and agenda. So there's a book called Bad Feminists by Roxane Gay, and this is kind of like the whole point of her book, saying that there isn't a f- bad feminism. There is there isn't bad feminist. Uh, although if you say like women are bad, like, like if you if you believe that like women just sucks compared to men, of course that's wrong. Um, but um, there should be room for different ideas within feminism to grow, because. Uh, um, I think there's a very common general view on feminism that's like the one who's like bra burning crazy woman who's like you know going crazy and if we limit the definition of feminism to that that's very unfair for other types of feminists like myself I don't believe in that but I still declare that I am a feminist Um, so yeah within that I'm glad that we touched base on the general definition of feminism but I wish we could go explore more deeply into other
1: yeah and i i agree with that in some ways i think all of us here would kind of define we would identify ourselves as feminists as people that um feel like um an egalitarian society is probably the best way to go um but i think there's different uh i guess sections of feminism that when i look at look at them i'm i kind of go hmm that i don't know that doesn't look like they're championing for equality at all it looks like they're kind of uh they want something more because of the inequities that happened in the past and um i don't know how you rectify something like that because i think uh feminism along with especially with race in our, in our culture today, with slavery and things like that, um, how, how does one rectify a, a situation or a problem that happened that many years ago, and how does that affect people today? Um, I think that's a really hard question to deal with, and it, there's not a one-all solution of Oh, we shouldn't pay any reparations or we shouldn't allow any equal opportunity or you know, different types of things. There's it's such a complicated and convoluted type of issue that there's no way just to deal with a one all solution.
4: Um, oh, it's loud, okay. um Yeah, I, I as a as a, a male I have to watch what I say, right? Like because this is such a touchy subject for a lot of people out there um, I, I do think you know that the, the baddest are usually the loudest and that's what people like um, associate like feminism now like with it's almost like sexism in its own way because you know some women are saying like women should be like I don't know um, like better Than men Like that's Some of the things that I've heard In the past Were like you No know, like Since men were Oppressing uh, women for so long That women should be like Doing the same And I'm like Whoa okay hold on You know like That's not feminism That's sexism And like Koreans have a really good definition Of those kind of feminism It's called Um It's it's like a mix between gortong, Which means like like empty in the head and like feminism and like they're like hardcore like um we want more rights because we were oppressed for so long type like that and that's and they're usually the loudest like on the internet or like you know outside in the streets and like that's what people still see a feminism nowadays and it's it's really it's really um
0: bad see i would agree in a certain light because the media focuses on those groups that tend to be the loudest those loudest groups are don't necessarily have the best agendas, in, in my opinion like you guys were saying kevin and i believe though I believe that a lot of feminists are looked upon as groups that are looking for retribution, for things that have happened in the past. And rather than fighting for this equality, it's looked more upon as a group vying for power in a certain light. What would you say about that? Because in my opinion, I believe that having such a broad banner of feminism, wherever in the spectrum you align, there are certain groups within that banner that are not promoting that agenda for true equality. What would you guys say about that?
3: Um, well, in terms of how the feminist movement is movement is um, defined or moving, I think it's really important to consider who's coining the terms or who's making who's keeping record of the history. Because, um, like, let's say like Hejun just brought up like the. Gorpe something Gorpe And like that's a very negative (laughs) connotated word Right? And um, I would like to think that like You know I'm hoping that like No woman from that movement Has come up with that term Maybe they did To kind of insert that like provocativeness to it But at the same time um, Although I personally may disagree With the tactics that they're using I'm not gonna say that you're wrong You know? Um, Because everyone's you know um, cater to their own views on it but at the same time I, it's kind of a difficult topic for me honestly because I do think there should be limits into what kind of tactics we use but at the same time the whole point of a feminist well is to reach that equality right and in that with and are you our devices should be our liberty our freedom as women and for you if your tactic is to be provocative you know be controversial and make your statement out of it By using um, the liberty that you have as a woman, then go for it. I don't want to be the one restraining that.
0: Um, So, a question for you. Sorry to cut you off, but what are some tactics that you can think of, the top of your head, where you kind of felt like that?
3: Can you can you specify more? What do you mean? Where you did not
0: necessarily. Well, you, you said you would agree with them because they are entitled to their own liberties and however they want to express themselves, but you wouldn't necessarily champion yourself.
3: Um, so, to explain that, I think I have to explain my view on feminism, right? And my I'm a Christian, right? So, a lot of feminist views that I have is biblical. So, I believe that God has created everyone... Um, for the way that he designed you to be. And one of them is your sexuality. And as a woman, I believe I need to champion my feminineness to really embrace and express um, my identity. And in history, although I think that the Bible has a lot of bad crap against it, um, that like it's against women, it's oppresses women. And I believe, you know, to be honest, I struggle with those two. I do believe that some parts of the Bible say like, oh, it can seem like God hates women. But I really don't think so because um, God cherishes feminine qualities of women. And, you know, if you look at the Bible, like the first people that Jesus exposed himself to were women. And if that is so important as a part of our belief, I don't think he would. And I think that was very intentional. Um, and you know things like that. It kind of goes against it, but I believe that uh, we need to cherish my, our identity as a woman to really, you know, put it as a platform that like we are deserving of equality. We do not deserve to be paid less. We do not deserve to be abused or neglected. But rather, we need to be um, cherished as you know parts of the society that God has designed as a whole to be good.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I have a I have a question for you guys as well. I think. So what do you guys think of? Um, the people that are portrayed in the media, and you do see them and all their, all the things that the media covers, um, maybe provocative uh, feminism. And do you feel like that type of coverage of, of that type of feminism kind of detracts from what you believe, or detracts from what the real goal of feminism actually is? Like, do you feel like it's bringing good? attention to the news like you know that saying um you know bad attention is still attention and it draws I, I i definitely got that wrong but it's something along those lines um do you feel like that detracts from the the goal of feminism and uh, gaining equality or do you think that t- um basically Shuts people down or shuts people out in terms of saying it doesn't invite people to the table to converse like we're doing about feminism. Anyone?
2: I think um, in terms of the media bringing attention to feminism, I think it's definitely done its role. I think people are talking a lot about feminism. Um, There was like something like the Women's March. There are events um, that are solely based on this issue of feminism? Do I think that uh, maybe more aggressive tactics are bringing a bad rep or a bad name to feminism? I think that's a case that could be fought for any other cause too, like any other cause, um, whether political or not political, like you said, any, any press, like even bad press is still press. I think the same is for feminism. I think even though, um, there might be people who are more radical, more aggressive in how they want to portray their beliefs and their views. I think it's still bringing, um, the attention to the table, the issue to the table, and, um, it's allowing people to be more vocal about it and to talk about it. So.
0: This is regardless if, um, I'm going to use another example, and this has nothing to do with feminism, but I'm sure you guys are all aware of Black Lives Matter. When Black Lives Matter was in its heyday, it was looked upon as something great for the Black community. However, there have been many instances of violence, specifically in regards to Black Lives Matter, that have kind of detracted from that movement. Um, In my opinion, there are certain, though I don't see violent tendencies within the feminist group, Um, I've never heard of things like that in the media. I believe that it could happen. And with that in mind, I feel as though that would detract significantly from that banner. Would you not agree? Um,
3: Yeah, I mean, I think another thing to really consider is when I talk about the feminist movement, I'm reminded often of the civil rights movement, like kind of what you touched on, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, even when we look back to that movement, they say Malcolm X was too aggressive or Martin Luther King Jr. was too soft. but I think it really depends on which side you're looking at from. Um, we can easily is, we can easily call Malcolm X a terrorist, right? Um, because he was too aggressive, he was too violent. Um, but at the same time, if you're from that camp, he's fighting for what you're wanting, what you're desiring, and it's less of a terrorist than a passionate leader. Um, but at the same time, Martin Luther King chose a very softer way of um, more compromising and integrating. Um, and I personally I don't think both of them were too wrong for that um, it would have been better if they were both integrated together to achieve a single goal. Um, and I think that's a lesson that can be taken on for feminists as well. And and I do believe feminism can get violent. I don't think there has been moments where there were like riots, but um, there are tactics in like other parts of the world where like um, if you, I forgot the name of it, like the pussy something from Russia, the pussy riot. And they, their tactics are ra- rather very violent and like very provocative. Um, um, they you know, focus on like protests are very out there and um, in, their, in their circumstances that's the only way they can do it because they live in a society where it's really oppressive that even soft quote-unquote soft feminism can't go get through so it works for them in a way um, and for me from in the United U.S. where you know although we have a president who's like you know who doesn't seem like a feminist obviously, um, i rather have it the easy way of saying like hey i have this view on feminism and you can't touch that
1: um you know so, um so i guess i have another like question to throw out there to whoever wants to answer it so um in terms of what so i guess to draw parallels to the civil rights movement obviously they're fighting for equality equal rights to being an integrated society and um, you know, getting the same service at, at a restaurant or being able to use the same bathrooms, things like that. Um, so I guess now nowadays, like, when I'm looking at the feminist movement, I, I think I have trouble sometimes as to what it is that um, feminism is fighting for, and maybe that's just a lack of maybe um, knowledge and... Be basically being able to research on my part um just because i don't know but it seems like from my perspective a lot of what feminism it, it's already been achieved and in terms of what it is that they're uh, what is the agenda that they're pushing for in the future and um yeah because i don't know i that's I, yeah i guess that's can me. i clarify like i i Can I just add some meat to your question,
4: I guess? Um, Is it... So, what you're saying is women, you know, they got the right to to vote, like, in the 19... uh, 10s, 20s, I forget. Um, You know, and they started working uh, alongside men instead of under men, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And now women are fighting for, like, equal wage. And... Um, other things that men have been um, men were like had access to right so like where is the movement going right after and like what is the end goal of feminism is
1: I guess what Kevin is trying to say yeah I yeah because I feel like in some ways they're will always be feminism around um i don't know if that's because there will never be a society where it's like utopia and we'll we'll ever reach that um but i i i guess now it's kind of being able to see what is that what is that goal and how and how do i as a male and how do i play a role in that and play a part in that? because i think i get a little i'm i'm confused as to where
4: i i have to disagree that you know like it won't ever get to like that utopia level that you're talking about i think it will at one point you know maybe not in our lifetime but i think it will because it has come a long way um but yeah going back to the question
0: Yeah, we're going to let them speak, but I don't know if it ever will, to be honest. And not saying that because I'm a pessimist. I'm very optimistic about everything. But um, I think that things like the civil rights movement and the feminist movement will continue on because there are different facets of it that we don't see currently in our culture. That Because if you were to even look back 10 years ago, there are different things that feminists are fighting about now as opposed to what they were fighting about 10 years ago. You know, and it's just the evolution of culture that kind of brings about this movement. And so I I stand alongside with you guys. I feel as though the guys here are in a little bit of confusion as to where it's headed, what the agenda is, and because the media portrays it in such a confusing light, I think that for guys it is all the more confusing at the end of the day.
3: And honestly, even though I am a woman who is a feminist, I think it's hard for me to say, I know the agenda. I know where it's going. Um, like if you, so I'm, c- I'm keep on comparing it to the civil rights movement, right? So first they were saying, give us rights to vote. Um, and then later it was like, integrate us into your society. But it doesn't mean that racism is gone in the U.S. Right? Uh, we are still having problems that you know resulted in Black Lives Matter, and even within that movement, there are so many debates and controversy on differing sides. And same as for feminism, although you know it first started out, hey, we should have a right to vote, um, and later was like, hey, you should you know kind of let us work and do other stuff. Um, uh, but, and I agree that we have come a long way, in the U.S. Espe- especially, um, although we s- still fall short on a lot of you know, European countries or other where. Um, I think we've made progress, but at the same time, I don't think we are necessarily, quote-unquote, there yet. Um, and, you know, as, a, as male partners in this movement, I think um, just as much as women should, we should keep on talking about this and learning more about this movement because it is evolving. It is part of culture and culture is ever-changing. Um, so we should continue to learn you know, what are the different facets of feminism. We should continue fighting for equal rights, um, equal equal payments, equal rights, um, equal, you know, like, pay leave and such and, you know, within the workplace or otherwhere. Um
1: So, yeah, l- let me just stop you there because I think there's, like, a lot to unpack there. Um, so I guess I, I heard your point about being able to compare it to the civil rights movement. Um, So I I guess my question is like, what specifically um, do you feel like is on the docket for feminism? So is it like, are they asking for equal payment in the workplace? Because uh, there is that statistic of 79%, like women get paid 79% of what males get paid. Um, and looking at that data, it's really like it's really hard to believe as a, as a male that women get paid at 79% of what males get paid. Um, and I think looking at it, I kind of I kind of did some research on that and how they came up with that figure. And I think it's a little bit misguided in terms of how they come up with the figure just because, of the types of jobs that men and women work and the differences in with those jobs um, in terms of men tend to go work in more STEM jobs where those jobs are higher paying compared to women going towards liberal arts types jobs where they are lower paid. Um, so it's, I guess the number is somewhat skewed in a way, but at the same time, I think it's hard for me to believe because I think you know being able to compare salaries between me when I worked at the law firm and then female counterparts I know we got paid the same way because we saw the same the same pay stub um, and I, I think it was hard for me to kind of comprehend oh I don't see how they're getting how they're not getting equal payment um, so I, I don't know if it's the idea of equal payment that is the issue, but maybe the opportunities that it is for, for women to upwardly move in a company or things like that, that maybe somewhat that women are feeling, I guess, some rub or strife over. And and in those ways, I, I think it's hard because um, sometimes it, you know, there's a lack of women in upper-level management um, and things like that. And how does that get solved or how does that get
2: recognized? Yeah, totally. I think for me, I can totally relate to this being like an entry-level, um, recent, fresh out of college graduate just working right now um and you learn about things like the glass ceiling in your business management classes about how there's like this glass ceiling that women can't get through um that even though they are qualified and opportunities are there uh, people won't trust them with those opportunities or just because they are women they just seem less qualified to be in like executive positions or senior leadership positions i do think that um it is a trend to highlight women leaders that are currently in these leadership positions whether that's like facebook or yahoo whoa, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's easy to be like, oh yeah, you know, we're making progress. But if you really think about it, we're highlighting a very small number of women executive, uh, women leadership positions. And for me, I think as a woman, I hope that that's not just a trend. Um, And we're not just highlighting um, just these several women that happen to become senior leadership within famous renowned companies
0: right um that brings up a very good point i was doing some reading beforehand before this podcast prepare, and there's a famous writer named Jessica crispin who wrote an article titled why i am not a feminist and one of her main points was exactly that because this is such a select small group of women that actually make it to the ceo the c-level positions that when they do achieve that they kind of just are fine with everything else. They're no longer pushing for that agenda for total or, you know, universal equality. And I think that's another reason why a lot of men have trouble with this. I think, Kevin,
4: you were bringing that up as well. Hedging, you were shaking your head. Do you have something to say against that? Yeah, um, I'm going to use sports as an example because that's, you know, what I know. Um, so, and, and about, like, Korean um, sports. So... If you guys grew up in the 90s, like you guys all grew up in the 90s, right? And you guys remember like Park Chan Ho, right? Or like, uh, even now, like Hyunjin Ryu, um, or like Jisung Park, right? All those famous athletes, right? Um, they paved the way uh, for the the future athletes in Korea to get to the US or get to like Europe easier because they paved the way right and i think with um executives with with like women executives can do the same and are doing the same right like um uh there are a lot of executives who are um volunteering and mentoring um these kids in like uh underprivileged like neighborhoods or like paying for people's tuitions because they believe that they're not doing it for like you know, publicity. Maybe they are, but you know, there's no like you like you guys said. There's no such thing as bad pr- or bad press,
0: right? But here's the thing: in her article, she ar- argues that that number, the number of CEOs women that are actually promoting that, is even smaller than the number of women CEOs in general. Because of that, right? Because of that, she has a hard time defining what feminism is according to or identifying as a feminist because she believes that once these women achieve that same level of pay or even greater than their counterpart, their male counterparts, they kind of just are done with that feminism. I think
4: what matters is that there are people trying, right? And people are going to see that. Right. Pe- like, there are people of influence. They're influencers. Right. No, I'm not arguing like, that. Absolutely not. Yeah.
0: But sh- I'm saying that because we live in a capitalistic society, feminism has evolved with capitalism in that People are becoming more individualistic and with that in mind, I believe that the higher people get, the more money they earn, whether you're male or female, you tend to lose sight of the initial goal that you have in mind. And that's what she argues as well. And that's what she says is the reason why a lot of these women that get promoted kind of lose sight of feminism because they've made it themselves as an individual in a capitalistic society.
3: And honest, and for me, I think um, right now, like a big topic in feminism is like equal pay, right? But and I ag- I agree that's important. Um, and just on this topic, you know, because women have been so excluded from the topic of capitalism or like business or entrepreneurship from the start, we have to make those extra steps to make it more visible until we come to a point where we don't need to do that. Uh, so right now, I mean, I kind of disagree with the writer if you're arguing that. Um, like it's so inaccurate it's not gonna it's gonna do um, right for our movement of feminism Um, because I do believe those extra steps are necessary but at the same time I do I appreciated that Kevin brought up the topic of the type of work and the opportunities to get to there Um, because I of course capitalism and these number talk is important but what's really important I think or just as much or more is the social perception of how we view women at work or the type of women that do, that that work, um, that women do, what am I saying? <laughs> the type of woman, the type of work that women do. Um, so for instance, you know, whether in the U.S. or around the world, women are more involved in domestic work. How come that's not monetized? Um, it's not like they're doing all the work for nothing, it's just to keep their families. Um, you know, we should really be you know, having discussions on how can we, help women profit from the domestic work they're doing and obviously those type of domestic type of sport whether that's like made or um, around the house or anything like that um, they're of course paid less than you know like stem jobs um, and of course there's different values to, for the type of work that they do but it's how can we integrate women more in higher paying jobs or how can we make those positions like domestic type of work more higher paying you know I think those kind of st- conversations should help simultaneously when we're talking about equal pay or um, compensation
1: right and I think it brings up a lot of good points like I think we brought up like a lot to the table and we could get so deep into whatever avenue that we wanted to so I'm going to throw out another one um I think also it like like Sally was saying what society doesn't do a lot is what what women can do that men can't and like I think, in terms of when women want to start a family, um, I think that's like been another issue that people that are on the side of feminism are really fighting for: um, uh, paid time off when they when they're getting ready to when they're pregnant and getting ready to have a kid. Um, and I think. I think women have to make a distinction, or have to make a choice sometimes, um, whether they're trying to, when they're trying to elevate into upper level management, um, do I try to start a family or do I try to, try to just work and, and kind of forget about starting a family and just working? Because for, you know, for men, we don't have to worry about taking time off when we're having a kid Um, we don't have to we don't go through those bodily changes and things like that so in that way it's I think it's really tough to say because if a male and a female they're both working at the same position and then female gets pregnant and then the male is continuing to work and she takes three months off Um, and then how does that affect the career trajectory of both of them? Do do they continue to be on equal footing, or is it because maybe three to six months off um, that changes the trajectory of both of their uh, career paths? Um, so I I think it's really tough to solve that, and how do how do you compensate um, that time off, and how do you how do we do that? Um, and I guess I'm not used to it because the model in the U.S., I'm, I'm only familiar with what's in the U.S., and I'm not familiar with what's out in different parts of the world, whether it be the Europe or whether it be here in the U.S. So it's, it's a really nuanced question, like, where, so how does, I guess, how does women, how do women reconcile that decision of starting a family or trying to, work and because they know that if they continue to work then they might not be able to start a family or it's going to be harder to start a family just because of their biological clock because of biology or sorry or does it or do they kind of start the family and sacrifice their pay or sacrifice sacrifice taking time off and and you know going further in their career i'm gonna speak real quick um
4: about this i think it might seem a little bit radical but i think that's where the government has to step in right if they want to promote equality right like um like the father-to-be is just as important in you know having a role as a father right in the family like it's just as important as as being so. the mother right like um you know yeah sure he's not he might not be going through the physical changes or you know having the burden of bearing a child but mm-hmm. like you know he needs to understand i i, I think that's overlooked because uh, men needs to realize need to realize that you know we have just as much responsibilities as women do as when it right And like there are studies out there that like says like you know father needs to be around you know in within pregnancy or like within the uh, first few months of a child being born yeah to in order for the child to really develop right right? and and that's that's not something that should be overlooked I think and that's where I I feel like the government needs to kind of step in and be like hey paternity leave you have to take three months off like it's mandatory right whether you do it after or together it's mandatory and i think that's that's solvable right yeah, yeah
1: and and i think it i think it brings up interesting points uh to be able to do something like that um whether how feasible that is for the government to step in and and enforce that upon companies to hey you have to take three months leave um because there's going to be someone that's You know guy that doesn't have a kid and he's going to take that spot and be like you know i'm a tireless worker i'm not going to start a family i'm going to do that so it it it's hard because everyone has different motives and different goals for their life maybe someone wants to just start a family have a nice 40 hour you know nine to five job or someone and then there's another person that really wants to go achieve and do further um I think. uh What else was I gonna say? I'm trying to think of Sally. You could. Yeah.
3: I mean, just on that topic, I think. Sorry, um, long
1: pause. Oh no. Well,
3: um, I appreciate that we talk about this. I do agree with Hedrin that um. I think it's an area where the government can step in whether that's like imposing the law or just government agencies starting this culture Um, and I do believe I don't think that being a mother or a parent and being a productive worker has to be sacrificed to an extent I mean of course any whether you're a man or a woman there are some sacrifices you need to make to go further in your workplace or in your goals but at the same time I don't think you have to choose either mother or worker Right? No, and, you, and that's not I, what you're arguing
1: no, for? No, no, I'm definitely not arguing for that. I don't think you have to choose motherhood or or work. My mom is, my mom raised me and my brother, and she worked a full-time job. Um, but I think there's, it's kind of, like Hedgium was saying, it is equal. We do share equal responsibility in raising a child, but it's different, like you were bringing up in terms of um what your definition of feminism was in the beginning like and what the differences are between men and females yeah, i mean i
3: think this men. is some yeah and, and i think i believe that companies and you know governments should be more flexible in promoting these kind of different types of working schedules like for my company we're we're mid-sized like not too big but not too small company and everyone can have some level of flexibility in their schedule so we have a lot of Um, young mothers who are working remotely often but recently there's been a case where uh, a male worker he's you know having his first child um, ever and he actually wanted to um, and his wife wanted to start a family in Seattle which is where they're originally from and a company allowed him to just work remotely from Seattle for a couple of months um, for like several months actually and you know for me even as someone who promotes that working working schedule um, I was pretty surprised that our company allowed that But at the same time, it is workable because, um, you know, I guess it depends on the type of job that you do. But, um, you know, whether it's a compensation, I don't know the details of how this is working. But for me to see that it is workable and to see a company that promotes, like, even fathers to take leave like this or, you know, just have different types of working schedule, was, um, I think it's important to show that visibility and show that it is possible. You know, like, how can we know if it's not going to be feasible if we don't even try it? Just worrying about the numbers from the start
2: i think that uh for women i think honestly in my opinion that there are definitely sacrifices that have to be made if they want to do both if they want to be they want to have a strong presence in the household and they want to have a strong presence in the workplace just because i think for example if a woman decides to go 110 percent in a career um, and say she doesn't want a family it's there's a stigma i think People don't talk about it, but there's a stigma and people might think, oh, she's a bit cold. Um, She's a bit colder off. Maybe it's because she's not a mom. Um, And if you think about it on the other side, if someone does have a family and they're constantly having to go to an appointment or to school to pick up their kid, they might be viewed as irresponsible, like she can't handle it. Um, She can't do work and handle her family at the same time. So I think that there definitely has to be sacrifices that need to be made. And for me, in my opinion, I think maybe that's the reason why feminism is growing so much. I think it's because women want to kind of empower each other um, and kind of bond together um, because they know that they're struggling together. And I think maybe that's one faucet of feminism.
4: Uh, Hajin, you have one one more thing to say? real quick. um, Last last time we talked about perception, right? And um, I don't know if you guys guys watched um, Ali Wong's Baby Cobra um it's a she's a stand-up comedian and she was pregnant she was eight months pregnant while she was doing the show um and one of the stories that she talked about was um how the like the her husband came to the hospital every time they did a checkup right and all he's doing is like waiting in the waiting room just like playing games or whatever and the nurses and everybody saying oh my god like he's he's such a good husband such a he's gonna be such a great father like you know, always taking care of you, right? But then Ali wants like, what about me? Like, I have to go to every checkup. And if I don't show up for a checkup, I'm a bad mommy, right? Like, and I think the perception needs to change a little bit too within the workforce or just within the society in general. I think, I think if that perception starts changing and that can start with, like, the workforce and the government and um, then we can start moving forward
0: um so yeah let's uh ooh, sorry about that um our ta- conversation was actually 45 minutes i don't know if you guys felt it but you know time does fly by Um, Speaking on empowerment, and I think this this should be our last topic as we wrap this up, um, there have been a lot of different controversies as to the government's role, especially in feminism, and I do completely agree with you, Sally, and Hetsu, and I believe the government can play a more pivotal role in making this more well-known to really foster and empower women everywhere. Um, That being said, I know last time we did have a conversation about this, there was something that came about when i think it was you or bar that were riding the metro and you guys saw an advertisement that portrayed a woman and on that advertisement it said um you know you should what, what did it say exactly it was an advertisement about women yeah like y- you deserve to be treated with self-respect And I've seen that advertisement myself, and though when I first saw it, I was like, wow, that's super empowering. You brought up that, you know, that should be kind of a given. It shouldn't really even be there in the first place. And when I thought about it, I was very confused because in in one perspective, that is, you know, the government's role in kind of empowering women to make this more well-known. But if you do some more research out there, there are women that are in stark contrast with that, saying that that is not real empowerment, that is you know it's something more along the lines of propaganda I've actually heard it go that far do you what do you say about that and do you have anything to say against or for it
3: personally in that situation that was Bara, and I didn't particularly agree 100% honestly um, because I think we have to come uh, start from the understanding that right now currently women and women are on the same standing unfortunately women are at a lower standing um, because of how our systems have worked, um, where whether that's how we view women, how we pay women, how we um, treat women, and for me, when we when I see those kind of advertisements saying, "Hey, like you shouldn't touch women inappropriately," of course, that's a given. But there are people who don't think so, which you know appalls me. But there are you know people who still doesn't think that's um, that should be the way it should be. So. For me, of course, um, I think that's I don't know if that's exactly on the on par with the topic of empowerment. But at the same time, it is discouraging to see that those ads still have to be present for you know us to realize, that, oh, wow, like women can't be touched that way. like, um, But at the same time, I acknowledge that we need that at this point. Um, and just, you know, in talking about the agenda for feminism, maybe that's one of the directions that we should go towards where we don't need those um yeah
1: yeah i mean i i really don't have anything too much to say about that i mean i i think it's like pretty self-explanatory like hey you shouldn't you regardless regardless of anyone like a woman male you shouldn't be touching them in that type of manner or whatever the advert um kind of characterized but yeah and i think that kind of goes back to like being egalitarian as a society like if it's a male that shouldn't be accepted and if it's a female that shouldn't be accepted either um and that's and i think that's the baseline that we should all all be looking towards and like when you're talking about individualism and um how everyone wants to be treated as an individual as their own being and as their own person and not just as a person part of a movement but someone that's just treated hey hey i'm treating dave in this manner i'm treating sally and sarah and hedging in this manner and not because they represent something bigger than that yeah and i think that kind of goes into your part about or Dave's part about him talking about individualism and what it means to treat each other in, in a respectful manner.
3: Yeah and so I come from an international development background and when we talk about empowerment something that's very debatable is that is empowerment even the right term to use because that Shows because um, the term itself shows that the people that were trying to empower didn't have any power before, and in a way, people negatively is saying that they're powerless. So let us, the saviors, quote unquote, give them power. Um, but when we apply this to you know to the topic of woman and gender, we do. Um, of course you can view it negative like that and maybe a different term can be better applied but at the same time i think it is important to acknowledge that we are at a disadvantage because we have been made powerless for so long
1: yeah Um, and yeah and i think it brings up an interesting topic regarding sex and like getting into like that sex uh, sexual assault things like that and like especially with like rape and things like and how that's treated in our government and how um especially for for males like if there's a male teacher and he seduces a like a 15 year old girl then he's heavily punished compared to this compared to the same same thing happening with a female teacher to a male student where where i guess a female teacher isn't seen as a predator but it's something that a 15 16 14 year old boy would want um, and I it, it brings up interesting is there is there actually equality being in that manner being being punished um, with punishment being dealt out or is there is it kind of uh, I don't know like a I'm trying to look for the word I don't know what the word is but a yeah a bias or some a yeah it's not level footing um and and that brings up different issues about how men are supposed to feel about sex and how women are supposed to feel about sex um and how men are supposed to be in a or society sees men in a powerful position when dealing with sex and women are supposed to be submissive especially in in the culture that we're growing up in um and how that plays out in the legal system um so I, i think there's like a lot of different irregularities and inequities that go both ways um i think what i pointed out is like one one difference in that kind of negatively impacts males but i think there's far more things that females have gripes with for sure
3: yeah and that's and more so because of that i think it should be less of a topic of like women but more of like gender issues right like of course um men have to be involved in these discussions because i do agree like when those topics of like you know um like sexual assault comes up right of course there are men male victims and like female predators but you know, I guess it correlates in topics of age too, but women are viewed more as, like, as like a cougar or um, they're like viewed less seriously than male predators. But, you know, our belief should be that whether you're a man or a woman, you should be treated the same under the same justice system. Um, but, in, you know, I'm kind of going on tangent now, but, right. um, um, but, you know, in some, I think that... Um, yeah, m- more because of those things, I'm glad we talked about, talked about like, you know, work and compensation and such like that, but I think more so we should really focus on the way we view things, you know, our perceptives, our perceptions and um, how we talk about these things and what we can, what we can consider, so
0: so to wrap up tonight's conversation i think that both the guys and the girls we guys we learned a lot about you know each other and the way that we the other sex thinks uh to wrap up is there something that you want to say something that you might have learned something that you didn't like that you know that we brought up or something that you want to bring more light to for
2: me i think i'm um it's interesting that you guys are so willing to hear about you know what are your views on feminism and like what can we do to help you in terms of feminism and um, why does feminism exist and all of these things and I think for me that's like the major takeaway um, yeah so thank you to you guys
1: yeah and I, I just think even being able to have conversations like this where you know especially with the political climate today and all the things that were're going on in in society right now, uh, the fact that us five can get together and have a civil conversation and be able to uh, maybe agree on lots of points but also disagree on some points and being able to do that in a respectful manner is something that should be looked upon and and even if things that are things that are said are offensive or things that are said that might come off the wrong way we're able to take that with grace and understand that hey maybe someone maybe they don't understand the perspective that I'm coming from and maybe I can unpack that for them and there's a reason why certain people think certain ways and if we just take out you know we take a breath we take one second and say hey let me get to understand this person and why they're feeling this way or why they think this way then I think we could grow so much better as a, society, as a society.
3: Yeah, and just, you know, going off on that, I think it is, although we were just having a conversation today for maybe like less than an hour, but I think it's very productive in a way that we can have the space to talk about it and really really involve like um, how each other understands things because for me although it's so easy for me to read up on like feminist articles or things like that whether i agree or not it's um and we talk about like yeah like it should be a gender issue where men and women are integrated but so often i think it happens so that one side is more voiced than the other and for me to just kind of sit here and talk about it was very um insightful and yeah i hope these kind of opportunities arise more whether it's like you know this kind of space or not
4: um, I mean I w- I don't really have much to say other than the fact that like I work um at a very progressive firm um that promotes um that promotes you know, feminism and and you know, social empowerment. I I guess you don't like using that word, but like um and like it's interesting it's interesting to see like how I learn like everything or new things every day right like uh, for example i didn't know that like there were like all these different types of feminism like i should say like i I don't know like um and anyway like that was interesting to hear about like different views and different definitions of feminism Uh, i i know that there were like variations out there but like just hearing you um, speak about like your own.
1: Yeah. And um, I guess just to wrap up, just thanks for listening guys. And we will be back sometime in the near future. Hopefully next week, right, Dave? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So ho- be on the lookout for um, a podcast next week and um, give this one a listen, give all the other ones that we've put out there a listen. So uh, we're glad that you're, you've been listening
0: before we sign off thanks again to you guys for joining us this isn't like a very common thing so we were actually very excited to host you guys and i think that this podcast really shed light on a lot of different things and for myself and for the guys i don't want to speak on your behalf but i think that we learned a lot from from you guys so thank you again for coming and sharing your site your insight on this matter
1: it was awesome
0: so kev if you want to sign us off
1: And Mama We Made It is signing off now. Bye.